0: a hot take.
1: A student needs to be like the focal point. I'm going to get threats from faculty members. Oh, was that the podcast? Did you start yeah, the podcast? Exactly. <laughs> so Dan, are those new pants? These pants? Yeah.
2: <laughs> these ones? No, I wear these all the time. Do
1: you really? Yeah. I oh, mean, you, you this have on... like four pairs of clothes, right? <laughs> of <laughs> clothes? <laughs> <laughs> well, I
2: usually wear these ones on the trip. Sometimes I wear my my green pants on the trips, but... Your olive? You're my olive, 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 Last trip, I wore blue jeans for the first time. <laughs> what? On any of our trips. Why? Have you not noticed that no, not they are completely new?
1: No. I mean, well, I don't that this is the same pair of shoes you've been wearing for four months. <laughs> these
2: <laughs> ones, I have three pairs of these, or four pairs of these. Things. Of the same shoe? Yeah, they're $25. It's like, I, this is, I spent really? the same, yeah, I have a dirty pair, a medium pair, and a clean pair. <laughs> <laughs> This is a clean pair at (laughs) the (laughs) moment.
1: Just like your pairs of underwear. All right.
0: what are we brainstorming today? I think we should talk about events. Like event marketing, like student events or something like that. Like what, how to market an event or what makes a good event? Both, why not? Let's do both. Mm, Like Like how do you create an
1: event that prospective students actually want to come to? And then once they're there, it's like... They're talking about it. They're, you know, snapping yeah. about it. They're posting about it on TikTok. Like, how do you get, how do you craft an experience that's, like, Instagram-worthy yeah. and memorable?
0: Yeah.
2: Mm. So you're, you're throwing shade at all the events that are currently there that <laughs> students don't want to be at and don't want to attend.
1: Yeah, I mean, but I'm, specifically, like, a recruitment event, right? Yeah. So, like, okay. if you're in a missions team and you're, like, planning an open house or a program information session, whatever mm-hmm. it might be, how do you design it in a way that's going to get talked about for, like, weeks and months after that event, right? Yeah. Like, to the point where these attendees are going to tell their friends and family, like, this
0: school nailed it. Like, they knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Even, I mean, think about the, I feel like this is a huge trend in the Airbnb world now, but, like, staging everything to be Instagram-worthy or, like, even yeah. doing, you know, I feel like, Anytime anybody goes to Nashville and there's the mural of the wings on the wall, and it's like, let me stand in the oh, middle, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like making your campus kind of like. Oh, I didn't realize. That, that in that. a sense, <laughs> just to like. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that like you get free marketing out of people coming to the event too, and it's like a yeah. you know a win-win. Um, rather than somebody goes and they're like cool, and maybe they tell their friends, but something super interesting yeah. would have to happen that. I don't even know, like, that would be a very spontaneous thing, I think, rather than something you can actually plan that's going to be like, wow, holy cow, that was so incredible that I'm going to go tell my friends about it. Yeah. But.
2: Are we trying to do this within, like, a normal budget?
1: What is a normal budget? I don't even know. Yeah. (laughs) Possibilities are endless. No, like, plan, like, forget budget. We're here to brainstorm a kick-ass event. Yeah you know, all of you listening can then figure out how to adapt this and work it into a context that makes sense given your your budget. But for the sake of this conversation, you could go balls to the wall. Like, you could just spend, 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 spend. like, with, within reason. Like, yeah, yeah. you Tom know, bringing, yeah, bringing, yeah. <laughs> bringing, I don't know, DJ Khaled to something might be a little bit out of out of budget. But like, yeah. beyond that, anything's possible. Yeah. I've got an idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, because this is a recruitment event you do need to even if you hire a cool dj even if you make it like an experience you do still have to like help prospective students understand what's unique and valuable about your school to an extent what if you did some sort of like speed dating exercise okay so you bring in faculty current students maybe even some alum right and you segment them out somehow. You, you segment attendees out somehow so that everyone gets, you know, two to three minutes with each person. They get to ask a very specific question. They get to meet each other. Then they rotate, and you get like this interesting sort of like diverse perspective on the community and the culture without like one person getting up and giving their 15-minute spiel about hmm. why this university is you know, yeah. the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah. Yeah, that's thoughts. all pre-rehearsed. Yeah.
2: yeah. Now, if you actually did that, but actually dating, and then you got people locked into relationships within the university,
1: I <laughs> get people to come, so Like,
2: just like, <laughs> <laughs> so
1: like, so like take all your most attractive students, uh, bring them in. It's like, don't you want to date Dan?
0: Come here, and you could date Dan. Yeah. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I think bucketing who the what do you call them? They're not the speed dater. Who's the one that's showing up as the representative the of your institution. Yeah, yeah. Whether, whether the speed dating, yeah. um, like having almost, I think you would need to do it before the event and showing off. Like, here are the fifteen people coming to this speed dating event. Yeah, there. You know, we have two or three people in athletics, two or three in this club, this club, and this club. You know, two or three from fraternity sorority, two three alum, and then two three faculty for x y and z school and then allowing people to then be like oh okay right i want to definitely talk to the kid who plays baseball the kid in this frat and this alum because they work at x company that would like i want to know how this school set him up to like work there yeah yeah yeah. um that way you get a better sense i think of like who you want to talk to and you can know and you can prep questions and it's a little less on the fly where i think you know a young kid might be a little like nervous i don't really know what to say and then you have this other person kind of facilitating the conversation yeah where it should be about them asking their questions and so if they feel comfortable i think with who they're chatting about and they have a direct like you like baseball i like baseball i want to play baseball here's what i'm thinking what's it like it's a little bit i think that's an easier conversation to have Mm -hmm. as you know an 18 year old kid potentially um you know going in which i think it can be nerve-wracking at events even to ask Questions in the group setting. Yeah. Um, so setting them up with people that are like them, and then maybe you host a couple a year where you're just cycling who's coming in and out. Um, so you're not asking the same people to to help facilitate these events, which I'm sure you know there are a lot of work to set up. So how can you kind of like shift the responsibility throughout the year to a couple different people could set you up to do a variety of events without killing three people to try and yeah. you know, get it yeah. done every time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I think that like finding. A diverse set of representatives is obviously super important and I like the idea of finding almost like a choose-your-own-adventure like yeah um, yeah go and talk to you you can do whatever you want you can you can talk to the faculty group or you can avoid the faculty group if that's scary to you and you don't really you don't know what you want to study and so maybe right. that's not like that important to you yet but you're really interested in like the student experience and you want to know mm-hmm. like are the football games any fun, right? Like yeah. and so you can choose the group that you wanna date, so yeah. to speak, and then there's enough diversity within those those groups to provide at least somewhat of a holistic view of what the university has to
0: offer. Yeah. Yeah, I'm wondering too, like what questions would be asked, and then therefore, like, you know, how do you do you need to prep these people or do you just want raw feedback yeah. and advice? Which I think you do, but you know, say they come in how are freshman dorms oh no you know what you should do
1: here's what you should do and this is maybe a i lesson. have an idea as well yeah, okay I'll, I'll go to you in a second when you arrive at the event you should get like a a, a card that's like you should ask these like if, if you don't know what questions to ask yeah. right like, i, well, I think a young uh, you know high schoolers like kind yeah. coming the thing it's like how like what is your experience like dan <laughs> you know yeah. like they uh, it's like even if you want to learn, like you don't necessarily know what questions right. to ask, or yeah. you're scared. So, like coming up with like, if, when in doubt, here are ten really good questions that you could ask anyone that you're speed dating. Mm-hmm. Anyways, how about yeah,
0: it?
2: I so I was thinking, you know, trying to bring it back to like what would make this just a really cool event, and I was like, you should make it a drinking game. But these are high school, so <laughs> so uh, bringing it back. But you know those like those card games that it's like very simple you just like take the top off and it's like oh if you've ever done this drink and it's like those kind of
1: yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. i feel
2: like if you could come up with some sort of like you know almost like some sort of card game where you have or just like questions on you know whatever um where both people can like get to know each other uh, like in a fun way that's like kind of gamified or something and I don't know what kind of questions would be good to be on there that would be like, you know, like, oh, what's the worst part about a campus? Or yeah. what's the most exciting yeah. part about oh, campus, it cool. you know? That, like just throwing in a At couple the end,
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. let's say you do your speed dating, and you're like, oh, I really want to talk to, after I talk to the baseball kid, the frat guy, and this alum, I want to go talk to the baseball guy again because something I learned along the way. Yeah. Or I talk to some other random student just ask them questions, just to get like a more general or holistic perspective. I wanna now have like my final date, this is like The Bachelor, yeah. <laughs> have my final date with you know this yeah. guy for five minutes because I have a couple more questions I wanna ask him and now I'm a little more comfortable too yeah, and I'm kind of like true. in my element where I feel like I can ask like, all right, what am I not gonna like about this yeah. campus? Like give me real answers here and yeah. you, you feel more comfortable because you've warmed up a little bit and then you can get to like some questions that you probably wanted to ask but are probably yeah. too shy to ask early on. Um, all right, it's- quickly become a
2: theme among our episodes to just talk about the worst parts of Canvas. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because <laughs> nobody they? does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: That's because nobody does though. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's like there is a desire to know those things and there are yeah. things that like, again, as we talked about last time, if you have bad stuff that would turn a student off, why would you, like, think, no, not yeah, telling them, they're going to find from. out and then they're either not going to enjoy their experience at all and begrudgingly graduate, they're going to transfer or they're going to drop out and go do something else like you have nothing to gain by trying to hide those things and so but
1: yeah I think you should also like find a way to incentivize the people that show up for you at this event whether Mm -hmm. it's faculty or or students or or alum and you know obviously I know that like budgets are tight and it's hard to do and you want to you want to deliver an authentic experience and you don't want like everyone that's answering these questions to like you don't want prospective students to know that like Shane was paid to yeah, like tell yeah. me nice things. Oh, yeah. So there's like an interesting balance to strike here. But like, I wonder if there is a way beyond a monetary way where you might be able to like thank people for their time because I think I don't know. Like, I think I could have done a kick-ass job representing my university, but I like and I got those emails like become yeah. a student ambassador. Yeah. But I was like, oh, God, like I don't I have time I... for this. Like. Like, it's great, and I think I could totally sell this place, but it's not worth my time. Mm-hmm. Like, so if, if there was something that, like, helped me justify the time, even if it wasn't monetary, I think that that would be helpful. Um, I think that's probably a hard thing to do for most universities. So maybe yeah. that's a shitty idea. But slightly tangential. I think that there's a an opportunity to deliver some sort of, like, science lab experience at one of these mm-hmm. events where mm-hmm. you could take like a a faculty member from, you know, the business school, a faculty member from engineering and pair them with like a student. And it's almost like they're demoing like, hey, you know, come stop by our station and understand like this new startup accelerator that mm-hmm. we are launching at our school. Like, here's what this actually means. And yeah. you get a rep, again, from the faculty, I know it's always so hard to get faculty, but like, you get a rep from the faculty, and you get a rep from the student, and they're, you know, you can kind of go around and like look at these different projects, and that, that helps you get a sense for like what's actually happening within a discipline, within a specific program or major, yeah. that I might
0: be interested in. Yeah. And I have so a hot nice. take. Okay. I think the faculty that aren't willing to help, I think it's typically for two reasons. One, I don't think they think recruitment is their job at all, slash, maybe they don't care. Yeah and two, potentially they don't really have anything that interesting to say about their particular program or like what makes them unique from other people and so they're shy to like, what am I gonna tell this kid that's like that cool that's gonna convince him to come here? Yeah. Where I think, yeah, to be able to do like the hands-on thing, you don't need anything that crazy to you know get somebody to come to your university. I think if you can just give them a hands-on experience of like, picture yourself here, this is what it's like and if they enjoy that experience, they will come. You don't need all these, like, we have the best facility in all of the U.S. for this, blah, It's like, okay, great. Only one person can say that. Only yeah. one school can yeah. say that. Just because you don't have that thing, give them a hands-on experience that if they enjoy, I think that will do you more good than, any, than like, fake trying to sell your yeah. program by, again, inflating it to something that yeah. is not necessarily representative of when you actually enroll in the program.
2: I feel like that would actually probably do even like a better job at getting people to like become interested than like the speed dating Hmm. because I feel like there is like some pressure on like participant to like ask good questions or engage you know well with the people they're dating and just like going around and seeing like that's cool that's cool I like that let me like talk to that guy like that looked really cool and like I'll definitely, like, want to attend here to do that, you know?
1: Or, I like, yeah, to piggyback off of what you are both saying and and to maybe incentivize faculty that, like, might be a little bit hesitant to do something like this and make it seem like it's going to last longer than just this day. what if you do this? What if it's, like, a, a science fair sort of, like, experience but also, like, you get the, the current student to interview the faculty and it, you're stopping by the booth, okay? And it's, Ten minutes, let's say. Okay, ten minutes. And Shane is the professor of, you know, he's the head of the business school, and I'm the student that has just joined the new startup accelerator. Or Dan's the student that has just joined the new startup accelerator at that school. Dan interviews Shane, right, and it's like, "Okay, Doctor, you know, Keel, I got five questions for you. You ready? Like rapid fire, five questions, Doctor Keel." And you know, Dan says you know, what, what are you most excited about in the grander world of tech right now, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. something something relevant to, to the subject matter? Dr. heal answers, and then to the prospective students that have stopped by the booth, they don't have to a- ask right. those questions. It takes oh, the yeah, pressure yeah. off of them, mm-hmm. but the questions ha- have been crafted in a way such that it shows off, like, the best, like, valuable, oh, yeah. like, most interesting, like, parts of what, Dr. Keel is, is up yeah. to and what the business school as a whole is doing. Yeah. And you record all of it. Like, it's like a podcast. Right. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Then it's like, okay, you could recycle that material later
0: or yeah. maybe. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Right, there's
2: your podcast for uh, last episode. Yeah, there
0: you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I think, yeah, more and more, like, the easy icebreaker is the way to get people in. I think there's yeah. too much reliance on the prospect to figure out what they want to ask and do and say and like all and it's like I don't know that they're there yet and you're still in many ways trying to sell them on the university and like they haven't made up their mind that they're coming and they're just like seeing what it's like. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. you need to expose a lot of the awesome stuff that you're doing, the information, the UVPs, all that stuff to them. And what's the easiest way to do that? I was almost thinking as you were saying that, like I think one of the things I attended a couple fairs and what I always hated about them was It's one or two people sitting down behind a table, just like waiting for somebody to walk up and then just be like, oh, hey. And it's just like, here's our card. Yeah, Yeah. you couldn't seem less interested. Um, And I think, yeah, a little bit more of that, again, like hands-on proactive communication or even like on a whiteboard of like, come ask me, insert like kind of silly question related to the program here, like work on what that could be. But it's like, okay, this seems like it's going to be funny where if somebody has, you know, the personality to come to an event in the first place. They're, you know, somewhat social at least. And so I would think if you can give them like a give them an intro to a professor, they might be a little bit more willing to walk up and be like, hey, tell me about this. And right, and then it just like gets the conversation going, where then you get into a little bit more, but you almost need that excuse to go ask them something or walk <laughs> yeah. up to them because it can be intimidating. It's like you know, the magic show. And it's like, who wants to be in a trick? And it's like, nobody who wants to be in a trick puts their hand up. It's all the people that just like want to be on stage and want attention, put their hand up. And instead giving people like an excuse to get in there, I think would be highly valuable, especially for maybe some of the more introverted people that might be attending this event.
1: Couple couple additional ideas. So what if you could design an event where every aspect of the experience was... Crafted by current students, meaning like when you go to an event, right? There's typically like snacks or like food. Like, what if I not lots of? I don't know how many schools have like a culinary program, right? Like baked into kind of the the university, but like, no pun intended. <laughs> Actually, no pun was intended, but it should have been. But like, or like maybe finding student workers that like work at the cafeteria or whatever. It's like. The, the snacks the meals that you're eating have been prepared by our students the the like uh brand like the brochures or the the, the agenda was mm-hmm. crafted by our design uh, you know yeah. our, our interior our interior our digital design folks like you know the as you make your way over to um, you know talk to talk to these students the the way that this whole experience is being like directed and coached is by somebody from communications who's like yeah. working on events or what like and, and Even then like, we, at the, the end, emails you read yeah, were, drafted were drafted by, by the, marketing. The end, team. Yeah. Everything about this event yeah, was cool. done mm-hmm. by people yeah. who were in your shoes two yeah. years ago. Yeah, like, yeah. come join us. Like, yeah. that would be like a fun like reveal at the end. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, and the second idea is what if, like, I think we undervalue, and it, more and more people in higher ed are talking about this, but like, parents are still incredibly influential, Mm -hmm. especially with Gen Z, like traditional students. Like more and more and more you've got data coming out that's saying that like Gen Z rely like very like really appreciates the perspective and opinion of their parents. Millennials were like a little bit different. Gen Z really cares about what mom and dad think, right? And I think a lot of the times at these events, they don't do a good job. Like I remember my college search and like when I would go and visit a campus, my my parent was like with my dad was like with me or my mom was with me for most of the time. Maybe there was like one little thing where my dad went and talked to somebody, can but I it can wasn't. Mute your mic Shane? <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't like crafted around parents. So what if what if you could go and like design an alternative program where it's like after the president or whoever comes and speaks at the event, there's a there's a track and the, the parent track has all been crafted around outcomes and like specifically talking about like you, that's where you meet, you know, some of your top alum and like what they're doing and how, you know, they felt like this institution actually did at preparing them for the workforce. And mm-hmm. all of the biggest objectives, financial aid, you talk, you, you literally have a workshop. on like, here's how to best prep your kid to be able to graduate with as little debt as possible. Yeah. And you design it in a way that's geared just towards the parents and you don't overwhelm the students with all that information oh, because yeah, it's yeah. like who wants yeah. like, I, FAFSA? Okay, like I yeah everyone's talking about that. I don't know what the flap FAFSA yeah. is, right? Like, and but but it's important that parents. <laughs> <are flapping>. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say FAFSA. I, oh, I said it, but um, anyways, I I think that that would be like incredibly incredibly valuable,
0: not hard to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. anyways. But it's like the two types. Like I think it's yeah. the, the education and outcomes component and then the like lifestyle component, right, of like what you'll experience as a student outside of the classroom at this university and like what you'll have the opportunities to do and like that kind of stuff. And there's a session for the students that is session A and then there's a session for the parents that's slightly different. It's a little bit more of like what would a parent care about? like. Parents not going to care about all the same things that an 18 year old kid is going to care yeah, about necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Same thing with education and outcomes. Like maybe they don't. Their parents are paying for college and they don't give a shit about how they're going to like pay for it. So don't give them a 35 minute lecture on on that. Yeah. Give them a little bit more of like, hey, here's what class schedules typically look like and what you know how you can balance these things and how to map out when you do start your courses to make sure that you have a good work life balance, study life balance. Um, to be able to do and engage with all the things that you learned about in the lifestyle session and like kind of the the balance of the two because I think they're important and I think more too for on like the job side that's becoming you know work-life balance is not anything new but probably more trendy in the last couple years than it's ever been and thinking about college the same way of like what's the balance of education and like just learning how to live on your own, you know, make your own meals, do all this stuff. Like, I think there are some pretty basic things that people never have to experience until they leave for college. And it would be cool to know that like, okay, here's kind of how this works and flows at this school, Um, different from other schools and like compare them and, you know, fit, try and find a school that fits your personality type and the things that you want to be doing and learning um, throughout your college experience that are not in the classroom.
1: Speaking of that, what if, I have a question for you after this, but what if, so don't let me forget. I've been quiet for too long. (laughs) What if you designed the event around, so a lot of schools have career fairs, right, for existing students. Mm -hmm. What if you timed it such that you had the open house at the same time as a career fair was going on and you could take, you literally take your prospective students (laughs) You have them walk around the career fair where you've got all of these companies oh, who have come yeah. to recruit your current students. you like, know, mm-hmm. you see, you know, Deloitte and IBM and like Accenture, like you know, all these um, you know businesses and, and other future employers, and. From the beginning, the prospects these oh wow like yeah you know and a seventeen year old thinks oh I've heard of this company Walmart's right. here oh that's kind of yeah. cool like and they make all these <laughs> associations around like oh I could work it for Amazon like right. you know that's their version of the outcomes exactly exactly yeah. but it's their version of the outcomes and it's like so visual and yeah, you don't right. have to do more work because the career fair is already happening it's going right. on what does it look like to time that with the recruitment event yeah two birds one stone
0: what do you say I said two birds one stone two yeah. birds one stone yeah. Yeah. yeah okay Dan
1: yeah you're a creative. So thinking thinking about like the marketing of uh, like what would convince you to give up a Saturday morning to go tour a college like from a promotional standpoint or or at the very least I even mean, if you didn't like actually go like what, what <laughs> would like what would inspire you to register like fill out the form saying I'm coming.
2: The biggest thing that got me I only like toured a couple colleges when I was looking around. But the biggest thing for me, quite honestly, was like, I'm obviously do a lot of film, was seeing the photos of their cameras mm. from their film program. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't even think I saw them <laughs> when
1: I went to whatever event that I went to. Wait, wait, you sp- specifically wanted to check out like the equipment they had?
2: Well, yeah, it was like like the really nice like you know, fifty thousand dollar cameras and, that they had like in all their promo stuff, and I was like. Yeah, I'm gonna tour this place. Right? This place is great. Um, so maybe that that's not a great answer, but I, I suppose like I don't know. The cheap flash was what what got me back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Um, however, I didn't go to college, so. Maybe that's uh, maybe that's not quite the best
1: example to give in that. <laughs> <It's such a laughs> it didn't work enough. It didn't work know, Those
0: freaking recruitment events weren't well yeah. designed. Enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah There's no there, speed dating. Maybe game. if they showed you the cameras at the event, then you would have changed your mind. That
2: probably would have just solved yeah, it. Yeah. Solve but they said, mind. "Hey,
0: you can
1: use the camera
2: for yeah.
0: so five yeah, minutes." Yeah. Like, I mean,
2: maybe that is like <laughs> an actual like thing about like if you're genuinely interested in like a program, like what if you actually like. There was, like, a 30-minute session that was, like, check out, like, a, a deep dive into, like, what our, like, specific program looks like and, like, some of the cool stuff that, like, are, you know... And, like, being able to actually, like, see the facility and, like, yeah. the mm-hmm. kind of stuff you'd be doing.
0: Oh, I wonder, um, do you think it would be cool, like, this is maybe more specific to video, but to maybe non, non-traditional programs, a little yeah. bit more unique, where, like, imagine they give you... Uh, crash course on what it's like to produce a video so they have like you sit down for three minutes and they walk you through like here's the whole this is when we do the color correction stuff yeah and we do this that and the other here's the first here's how it came into us we edit it, do yeah, all these yeah. things, then it looks like this. Then we go from here to here, and, like, here's our process for making awesome videos and all yeah. the stuff it goes through, and each phase of, like, the video's progression. Yeah. And they show you a little bit more of, like, how they work, who's leading them in, in what, and kind of, like, the guidance yeah. that you're getting. Um, because, again, that's very, like, yeah. that's so much more hands-on than yeah. a, a traditional Which, class. But.
2: Yeah. Which I, I feel like is, I mean, I feel like that's kind of what you guys even we're talking about just like talking to the faculty and whatnot. But like I feel like there's a challenge when you are the, you know, university trying to put on an event of like trying to like, oh, we should get buy in from like this, you know, faculty member to just be here and speak to the students and like give that perspective and then you have to like do that for all the programs Mm -hmm. and whatnot. Like, is there a world where you have specific program events where you're not trying to do a general here's yeah. why you should, like, come right. to our campus, but, yeah. like, a day in There's the just life. a day, like, yeah. in this particular program, and, like, forget about everything else, and just, like, like, I feel like that's the thing that's, like, if, if a student is interested in something in particular, like, yeah. actually seeing what they're going to be doing is probably going to do right. the most. And that's one and of the things, so them.
0: yeah, we were talking about, um, it was in one of the road shows when I was talking to... Hillary at um, the Croc School in San Diego and we were talking a little bit more about like professors having their own brand and kind of like being proactive and talking to prospects and walking through those types of things and where if you establish this like cool professional relationship with a professor at the age of 18 where you're going back and forth like hey here's kind of the stuff I like doing I want to be doing like what are your thoughts on this what are you doing and how are you innovating the video space and like all those types of things and this person's replying to you (laughs) Yeah. and then it goes time to apply to colleges you get into four and that's one of them and you know that like that's going to be your professor for two and a half three years I feel like you're so much more likely to go to that type of university yeah, where you're yeah. like oh I respect I, I already have a relationship I, don't, I can like I feel right. so much more comfortable going there yeah um, but I feel like that's yeah a hard thing that I don't know that all faculty are super well versed in Twitter for example yeah, and, and how to use it well but
1: on that, on that note too like I was thinking about this the other day, like, you know, faculty were, like, the OG influencers. Yeah. Like, if you think about, like, their role and their research and, like, the respect that they commanded 50 years ago, like, 100 years ago, like, even still to this day, in in academic circles, like, they're held to such high regard. Like, they are perceived as the experts in the field right and i think about like the people that like i respect most or, or like follow on twitter and you know and I, maybe maybe i'm not like the perfect example here but like you know i know a couple of faculty like like i think about like professor you know scott galloway for instance is like a major major figure that most people know and he's you know in the in the business uh entrepreneurial space i can think of a couple others but like what how do schools like convince their best faculty members to become influencers so much so that like i'm finding out about dr keel yeah. via twitter because i'm interested in a particular subject domain like maybe i'm super interested in crypto and like web3 mm-hmm. and dr keel is like actually engaging in these conversations and i find out about dr keel before i find out about I'm making this up but like george mason university where dr mm-hmm. keel is A faculty member and I grow an affinity for you and then I realize where you where you are, where you have tenure and then I want to actually come on a tour at George Mason University and I I I feel like we're not far away from a world where like that's actually how students start making their college decisions is based off of like the people that they have followed and learned from over a couple years, a few years and I, I just like I don't I don't have institutions that like come, and I'm, you know, we're pretty deep in this world, and there there aren't institutions that come to mind immediately that are just like nailing this. Yeah, and I know that it's yeah. hard. Yeah, I know that difficult. it's like very hard because it's also like okay, well, like, you know, I feel like a lot of people that are academics in higher ed have very strong opinions mm-hmm. on social media. Most of them. This is a you know stereotype that tend to be a little bit more critical or, or yeah. like, you know judgmental or negative towards it. But like I do think that I do think that that's the future for, for at least some schools. And so anyways, I guess tying this back down to events and recruitment and like what it looks like to put on a great event, to your point, if there's a way to turn faculty members into promoters, yeah. um, and if you if you as an admissions person or you as a marketer can find a way to do that well in a way that is authentic to the faculty member but also interesting and dynamic to the prospective student mm-hmm. I, you're, you're gonna be so far ahead of everyone
0: else yeah i feel like i'm gonna get threats from faculty members but <laughs> adjunct professors who have like been there done that yeah. and then them being able to be like here's all the places i've worked also here are the connections i have yeah and the stuff i've done come study under me basically yeah. and like then you'll have access to all these people, yeah. too. Like, that seems so valuable that yeah. I don't know. A traditional faculty member who's very, like, on the academia side. There's it's never been a practice Tons you can learn yeah. from them. Yeah. But then there's also ton. But I think that's, like, first two years, learn everything you can from them. The next two years, have adjunct professors that, yeah. like, they can teach you, hey, I was in this space when these types of things were happening, when you know Twitter was blowing up, when X, Y, and Z things happened, when Facebook bought Instagram, like all these things. And here's how we respond. Like, I think you can go through really cool real-world examples of pivots in you know business, in really anything, and be like, here's how we responded to those things based on X, Y, and Z factors, and here's what's coming up in the yeah. future, and, and how I think the industry is going to respond, and. I, you can almost, like, prep for those things. And then you have access to that person's network, basically. Yeah. And if you're a killer student, there's no reason they wouldn't refer you to pretty much anybody. That, yeah. you, that they feel like, oh, you'd be an awesome fit there. Like, you were a great student. Um, I feel like could be an awesome way that maybe the first step is having your adjunct members really be those more social, active people. Um, trying to recruit students and, and faculty, maybe. I think that will be a longer process to kind of get them on board, but you know, if you have both, that's you're crushing it. But you just gotta there.
2: get all your faculty on TikTok.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> then you would go to college, right? If all these faculty members were on TikTok, <laughs> yeah, there are
2: some there are some good ones that have come into my feed. Oh really? Right yeah, I don't, I don't like. There's some like rant, I think it's like this math professor guy who like. He's just this old awkward dude, but he like makes funny TikToks and I. Think and you I, watch him, yeah. I think they're great. There we go. And I don't even care about math.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I I think that like there's huge opportunity for the institutions that figure out how to leverage faculty members in a way that feels authentic to them, but then also really does you know part of my friend, but like pimp them out as like. Th- this is why you want to come here like we have you know the the person that wrote the book on this yeah. maybe literally right or like right. you have no idea who's you know th- this individual has studied and worked with some incredible minds and come come learn from them and come sit in their class and i don't know if you guys did this in did you guys like shadow people as part of your like high school experience or no like when i was in when i was in middle school and i went to i was in a um the place I was born and raised in, Hawaii, and the public school system was like really, really, really bad there. And so everyone tries to get their kids into private schools. And um, in eighth grade, what we would do, you have to like apply to private high schools. And like it's a very, like it, it's in Hawaii, it's like more competitive to get into high school than it is to get into to colleges. And there are several places in the US where that's actually pretty, pretty similar. And so, Part of applying to high school, if you got in, you were if you were accepted, you were invited to like a shadow day, where you would go and you'd literally like shadow Shane or Dan for the day and walk through the entire like up until lunch or something. You'd walk through their day and you'd sit on classes and it gave you a real. You'd eat lunch with your like you know buddy or whatever, and it gave you this really interesting like view of the school. And I never did that for college like i don't did you guys do that like was there an opportunity if in in your college search to like come and like
0: shadow a student for a day i did a recruitment weekend for hockey ah oh, well, yeah played okay. hockey with yeah. the people that were on the team and other potential students and then hung out with them after went to the dining halls did that kind of thing but it wasn't education focused by any means yeah that saying I ended up you got to be guided okay sure.
1: I, I, I guess it's just a way of saying that, like, I think the experiential component of, like, the day-in-life thing, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone wants to see videos of day-in-life, right. why aren't there more programs that are set up to actually let you shadow for a day? Mm-hmm. I mean, to your earlier point, like, program-specific events are, like, yeah. ways to, like, actually, like, hey, come, this is how we teach our students the philosophy behind creating great stories through the medium of video. Yeah. What, what does it look like to allow prospects to actually shadow?
2: So, yeah. moral of all of our stories is, people just want to see what they're gonna study. People want to <laughs> see, but they want to see yeah, everything. Yeah. No, like, of course, yeah.
0: You try on clothes before you buy them, right? Yep, like, that's yep. no, true. College education is a little more expensive than clothes. Like, it's not a return policy. The return policy isn't as easy as Amazon's, right. right? When yeah, it comes yeah. to college education, yeah, yeah.
1: even more. Yeah, you, yeah, you gotta, you gotta try it all on. I, I don't know. I, I think that like, all, every idea that we've just talked about does not require a dramatic increase of yeah. resources we didn't really listen of any, to of Yeah, your balls to the wall. yeah we, we didn't go balls to the wall at all. These yeah. are just practical, like yeah. basic ideas. But the fact that like I mean and you know, we've all worked with schools on their recruitment campaigns. Like we we've worked on hundreds, if not thousands of recruitment campaigns. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all the same. Yeah. And they're all bland. And right. it's it's just shocking that like these ideas that we've just discussed aren't a little bit, at least a little bit more mainstream. I'm sure there are people that are doing this and like doing it way better than things we're, you know, brainstorming right now. But like, these are simple. Yeah. They're, they're, not, they're not difficult things. Yeah. Um, they take a little bit of thought, a little bit of prep, but hopefully some of this was valuable to to you all, tur- turning in, <laughs> tuning in. Um, any last comments, gentlemen, before we sign off? Pieces of advice, words of wisdom. Oh, I was just going to plug the
2: sponsor. Well, I was going <laughs> to. Uh, we want
1: to thank Double Take Promotional Marketing for sponsoring this episode and all Brewstorm episodes. Um, they, if you don't know, if you haven't heard of them already, you, be sure to click through on the show notes to visit their website. They create awesome swag for colleges and universities of all shapes and sizes, like these sick koozies, which we're not at a table today, but like they don't fall over. We can like punch yeah. them, and like the, oh, they. they like, got, oh, there go. Got a little. Like sock it, it doesn't fall over. It, yeah. This is just like high quality swag. So, if you're a marketer, admissions folk looking for new pendants, uh, new koozies, uh, new T-shirts, whatever it might be, be sure to talk to Matt and the team at Double Take Promotional Marketing, and tell them that Enrollify sent you their way.
0: That was good. Honestly. And I'll do the porky the pig. (laughs) (laughs) That's all,
2: folks.
1: Alright, we good?